Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks, the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 293, Our Favorite Kitchen Tools. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 293. And you know, I love to cook. I love cooking. Don't you love to cook? I I do too. And I do cook almost every single day. We're doing something. You know, some of it's more of a drudge, let's just be honest. You know, because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you're like Thursday. Oh, chicken? Yeah. How about chicken? Know. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. But I like to play you know, that game. I've got chicken. I've got green beans. And oh. I've got some tomatoes that are getting ready to go. What can I make? No, I love that. I love that. I've told you that story about what, like, the, the, that, uh, like, we played, like, Mr. French, that family affair years and years ago when I was a little girl. I was like, they were, like, trapped somewhere. And he was able to make, like, this gourmet meal with candlelight, like, from <laughs> well, an apple. Mr. French, of course. And a piece yeah. of chocolate and, like, a squirrel or something. And I was like, <laughs> I think that's fabulous. Because you get to be creative. And so I do like that. But sometimes, you know, I'm just being honest, you know, during the week, sometimes you don't feel you've got, you're being creative in other ways. But, oh, no, I love, um, you know, having the time to cook or doing it for a holiday or on the weekends. I always do something special, like particularly for Sundays or something. So I I do enjoy this. I'm, I must say, I'm not a big gadget girl in any regard. I don't I don't really go no, down that road. gadgets. But, but, but you what, like a nice, you like nice stuff in your kitchen though, don't you? Oh no. So what we're talking about today is not really gadgety things is what I'm saying. We're talking about like things that will make uh, allow you to create even more spectacular meals and tools that will save you time. And, you know, things that um, if you don't have in your kitchen, it will just, ha- it will end up being better outfitted for trying new recipes and doing new things. These tools, I think, are going to be some must-haves for for us. I I mean, one thing I'm going to say off the top of my head, this is not a specific brand or anything, but this is something that I cannot live without Although I think a lot of cooks do not use this at all. And that is an iron skillet. I use it all the time. I hear people complain. It sticks. It's hard to maintain. Da, da, da. Honestly, I cooked something in it recently and it was like an egg or something. And it slid out. So it really does do a great job of browning So things. you're talking about a cast iron skillet. Yes, cast iron. The trick is it must be seasoned before you use it and you must keep it seasoned and you really don't want to use soap on it. Or if you do use soap on it, you really need to re-season it every time by putting oil on it again. But if it's well seasoned and here's the secret to using it, you must heat it first empty with nothing in it. You've got to get it hot with nothing in it. Now, don't do this with Teflon because that's not good for a Teflon pan or getting all that stuff out in the air. But with a cast iron skillet, you've got to heat it up first. When it's hot, then you add the oil. And then when the oil is hot, then you add whatever it is you're cooking. And it will not stick if it's seasoned well. It, and, it, you'll, and it'll do an amazing job for you. And, I, you know, like cornbread, things like that, it's, it's great for baking those things. And the, that's a great thing, too, about the skillet. You can go from stovetop into your oven and back and forth, and there's no problem. Can I ask some follow-up questions? Oh, what? Yes. Okay, I had a cast. Iron. I can feel some skepticism. No, in no, your voice. I want to embrace the cast iron. Yes. I clearly yes. did not follow the rules. I did not listen to this podcast. I didn't even know you then. God uh-huh. forbid. So my life was incomplete in so many ways, and my cast iron skillet I threw in the trash. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. 
I d- so here's my question. I did buy it at the grocery store, uh, but and it was seemed to be a good deal because I had been looking and I really wanted one. And I was like, oh, it was probably fine. Know. Okay, so I thought, well, maybe I just bought an inferior quality one, mm-hmm. but maybe what did it do? It tur- did the food stick? The food stuck, and then it started to chip. Okay, I don't know anything about that chipping. That doesn't sound right. Okay. Ew. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah, so I chucked it because mm-hmm. it was chipping, and I thought, that's not good. No, no, no. But the food sticking, yeah, I mean, it can be that it's not seasoned properly, or it didn't get heated first before you put the oil in. So you don't, you have to heat it before you even put the oil in, not just okay. the food. And when you're talking about seasoning it, so we're all clear. That's just putting the oil on. So it could be any oil, like olive oil or any oil? Well, it's it's not just putting oil on. But okay. yes, you can use whatever kind of cooking oil you use, but you've got to bake it in the oven with that oil on it for a while. And I don't really know. I don't remember how long you put it in the oven, but it's got to be put in the oven with the oil on for a while. Oh, see, I didn't do that. I swirled okay. some oil in it. Oh, no, and that's off, not seasoning And off it. we went to the raisins. No, 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 no. Okay, so what is Your mother seasoning? didn't use it? No, 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 no. no. So that's it. I my mean, mother used just... like aluminum foil pans that she would throw out. <laughs> she did okay. not want to be. No, no, my mother is not. My mother would be like, not... no, my mom is. She would okay. not. Your embrace mom did the not throw... iron because well, she would didn't... be like, oh, you can't clean that. No, you must scrub it with Comet. Like, what are you crazy? Scrub that thing with Comet. That would gross her out. She said, yeah. Well, she's obviously a city person. My my mom grew up in the country, and you cannot be in the country and not have a skillet. I mean, that's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and so now, can you go a little deeper on the seasoning or am I going to have to look that up for the show notes? Well, <laughs> I don't well, I mean, that's all I remember. I guess I'll look it up to make sure I'm remembering. I haven't seasoned a pan in a long time because I've had mine for so long. Okay. But so that's, that's, a that's all I remember. seasoning in. It's not well, like well, you're sprinkling well, it with basil well, and oregano. You're actually doing something to it. Right. Well, it we'll confirm it. We'll, we'll verify it on the internet so that we're telling you the okay. right thing. And because, you know, they, there's no lies on the internet. Ha ha ha. But no, really. But that, that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> is you put the oil all on it, you put it in the oven for a while, and that's how you season it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. the older you're up, you, the older your skillet, then even it's like it gets better and better. Like it's, your linen. Okay. But now, okay, but now uh, one, one other tip. One other tip for someone who's not used to using one, then when you're through using it, you kind of wipe it out. If You can wash it if you want to, but then you've got to re-season it. Or you can just kind of rinse it out and just kind of dry it. But you, it must be fully dried or it's going to rust. Yeah, that's iron. what happened to mine. It rusted. Okay. I know, but you, cause, because you missed this step. I, d- I dry- didn't know there was such a step. My mother's yeah. from Brooklyn. I don't I'm know. Telling I you, know I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right, listen. So then when you're through with I'm gonna it. I'm going to try this again. After I really want it, to like this. Yes. You should. Yeah, after it's clean, however you clean it, dry it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to get it just right, which maybe just to be on the safe side, you can put it on the stove for just like a minute or two on the heat to make With sure the it's oil full, again. Fix full, it's fully dry. Well, it depends. If you use soap on it, you want to add oil. If you did not use soap on it, you don't. You may not need to add more oil. What kind of cast iron pan do you have? I think mine's a hmm, lodge, something like that. I don't. That's remember. what I had. Oh well, then there's something. I did want yeah. to say the brand, so it was me, not them. Yeah, I think I I don't want to say that to you, but I think no, maybe no, it was it you. Could be me. I've I've made no. This is like two mistakes. I'm good. All right, all right. It's fine. 
I'm I'm I really want to embrace the cast iron. Try it, I always try it. have wanted to, but I was well, like, and you ah. have me you have me on speed dial. If you do, have any skill in emergencies, I am here. Okay, okay. Great. Okay, that's really good to know. Okay, something I never thought I wanted in my kitchen, because as I said, I'm not really into having a lot of things. I'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, have right. one good spoon and one good mm-hmm. yada yada. I'm not like, oh, that's what I use for, you know, peeling carrots. And oh, this is what I use for peeling you know, potatoes. So I'm not that kind of kitchen person. No, I'm not either. I don't like a lot of gadgets. And if I'm not using it, I don't want it. And right. if I'm using it every week, great. If I'm not, then most for the most part, yeah, I don't really want it. Yeah. You, yes. Well, you so, know what I did based what? on your one of your suggestions too? Because I got rid of my electric can opener too. Did you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a space waster. Yeah. And I mean, you don't even open. I hardly ever no. open a can. I know. Okay. But one thing I, I'm glad that I got and I never thought I would need is a kitchen scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I need it for baking. Yeah. Because you, you know, for cooking, I do lots of substitutions. I don't necessarily follow the recipe. But oh, baking, I never follow the recipe. Yet. But baking is different. You have to be pretty careful about That's a following. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do want to, you know, sometimes you do have to weigh ingredients. So I love having my scale. You know, yeah, it reminds but- me of being a kid and going to the candy store where they would weigh it on the scale oh, and have so it on cute. the paper. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really are from the country. <laughs> That was in New Jersey, I'll have you oh, know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we got it in connection with making those DIY uh, scrubs and bath bombs and all that that I was doing oh, with Laura right. from mm-hmm. our friend Stephanie Rose's book. Uh, so you needed that to measure the cocoa butter and all of that. And I thought, oh, gosh, I don't want her to make all this stuff. And then, you know, I'm, I'm like guessing, oh, that's, you know, half a pound. So I bought one and they're very inexpensive. I got it on Amazon. Um, and, but it's such a useful little thing to have. And it doesn't take up oh. much space. It's very slim. So if you don't have one of those, you might find that that's useful to have. Oh, I definitely, I use that when I'm making my fudge every year too, because you got to weigh out how much chocolate you use. Well, I have a favorite new tool that I don't, haven't gotten yet, but I want this. And so, you know, we, you and I have a birthday coming up, so this may go on my birthday list because I didn't get it for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And it is the Russell Hobbs, you know, Kate Beckinsale kind of, it's like her collection, but they have these retro uh, tea kettles and toasters with these fun colors. So I definitely want one. They have a beautiful blue. Mm -hmm. And we'll include the link there. So charming. I hope they work well because they look adorable. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so cute. You know what's really cute? And I I have one of these, so I don't need this one. But I have one of those standing KitchenAid mixers, and I love it. And I I was – Really? Oh, I've got one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you have to have it. It's fabulous. They're expensive. And I know that was a Christmas mm-hmm. gift years ago. But I have Christmas. the same one I've had for a long time. Right. You'll have it. It's kind of like a thing you can have a lifetime. Yeah. Except now, did you see the one at Williams-Sonoma? They have it. It's in this blue that you would love. And the bowl is hobnail. It's so Oh, cute. Oh, I think I saw those. Well, maybe I just... Yeah, you know, mm. (laughs) don't tell me this because now I'm going to have to have it. Like mine is red because I was into red then. I'm like, oh gosh, I really wish it was white. But you know, that's his. Well, you know, when I bought mine, I wanted a color, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to change my mind about, I can't remember what color I almost got, but I, I just bit the bullet and said, no, I'm going to get white because then I'm not going to be mad later. But some of those blues are pretty cool. Oh yeah. They are really beautiful. 
Hey, that well, I'm gonna look at those. I don't know anything about those Russell Hobbs, so I'm gonna check those okay. out. Okay. This is very practical. And I didn't have one for years and years and years. Meat thermometer. A good one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't yes. really use one. Well, yeah, we do make a lot of meat here and I've been trying to try different kinds of meat and different cuts because I think, you know, I tend to just say, oh yeah, get the filet or blah, blah, blah. There are so many other different cuts of meat and I have definitely a crew of carnivores in my house. So everybody enjoys that. So I've been exploring different types of meat and this, so you don't really know how to prepare it necessarily. And you don't, you don't know when it's done because if you think it's done by looking at the outside, it's probably too done. So actually the guy, the butcher at Whole Foods, I was buying some meats for Thanksgiving and he said, well, just use your th- meat thermometer. I was like, oh yeah, okay. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, that one that oh, I don't yeah. have yet. <laughs> yeah. What, and you know, if I was to get one of those uh, some, for someone as a gift, what aisle would they be in? Because I was trying to act like I had this whole, you know, did, he ha- did they down. sell them? Yeah, they saw Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so, and I used it, and it was perfect. I mean, he gave me the exact, and so you can ask if you have a butcher or you go to a Whole Foods or any kind of market where there is a butcher person, um, you can ask them, you know, what temperature, when this is done, what temperature should it have achieved? And they will tell you, I mean, this guy was so good. He told me, like, it wasn't like 175-ish. He was like, it's 178 and I, I, you know, right in the center. And I, and when I did, and I just followed his instructions and I had the meat thermometer to know when that was happening. It was because I definitely would have left that piece of meat in there for like another hour. <laughs> it oh, didn't seem like it yeah. was done, but it was, yeah. So definitely meat thermometer and they're really inexpensive too. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, you know what I found on uh, Amazon that I'm thinking, I really need to think about this. It's like made for you and me. It's for your favorite germaphobe in your life. <laughs> it's a voice activated touch-free trash can. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that the jazz? That is. That is the jazz. Yes. Don't have to touch anything. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should get one of those because that would be so great. You know, when you've crack the eggs and it's kind of all over your hands and you don't want to touch the handle. Uh-huh. Oh, anyway. Yeah. No, that's like me if I'm out on the street and I'm like, oh, you know, I have a whatever, Starbucks cup or you have something you want to throw away and you, the street garbage cans where you have to push in. Oh. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I oh, would rather no. carry my trash for another 10 miles. I'm not no, touching well, that. Yeah, if you're in the bathroom, that's They should they have, have voice-activated ones on the street. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. To touch that, um, immersion blender, immersion blender, immersion blender. I've been saying this for like a year. I'm gonna get an immersion blender. Did I you get one? No, I'm gonna get one now. No one ever gets me one. I'm gonna get myself one. Well, and I have a Cuisinart one. I love mine, and Cuisinart you know we one. use it every day. Well, I have to get the heavy duty one because we everybody in the family uses it. You know, we all do the smoothie thing. Yeah, and so we burn through the motors pretty quickly. <laughs> Oh, is it so like, I a, was, like a like a dustbuster motor, like the kind that you? It's like a lithium. No, it's electrical. It's so, electrical. So you so you have to charge it. No, no, you plug it in. You plug it in, but then when you are using it, it's unplugged, like a dustbuster. When you're when you're using it, it's unplugged. That's what I'm asking you. Like, is that how the battery runs down? No, 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 no. There's no battery. No, no, no. The the motor runs burns up oh, because we use it so much. Oh, it's, okay. There's no battery. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't work unless it's plugged in. Mm-hmm. 
But now they have these annoying child safety things on it where you have to push two buttons, you know. So Ugh. I mean, so you, you lose really a few be- little fingers. What are you talking about <laughs> annoying child safety? I think that might be a good thing. <laughs> if you have children, it would be good. All right. Yeah, exactly. Just don't hand if you don't have to children, it's just Mary and Johnny you. to play with. While you're on the phone, don't give them. <laughs> well, the why would they blender. be near? You shouldn't have your kids near an immersion blender. Hey, you know what? Strange things happen. You have to be cautious all the time. No, no, right? no. I'm just joking. Of course, it's a good thing. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Now, I saw something about a uh, champagne stopper, but I'm telling you, you don't need that. This is my, my anti-tool. You just put a spoon, put a silver spoon in upside down or even a, a, a plated spoon upside down inside your champagne. If I, for whatever reason, there was like a house went on fire and you couldn't finish the bottle and you had to leave. I don't know why anybody How leave. How are you going to fit a spoon? A good bottle of champagne, champagne half drunk, but hmm. How are you going to fit a spoon in there? Oh, you can. Just the handle? You can't put the whole thing in The handle. In there. You just put the handle. So is it supposed to be touching the champagne? I'm not following No, this. no. It's just in there. And you know, whatever the silver does, you know, like you're all about how the silver, you take it when you're sick and everything. Silver has a lot of interesting properties. And it's it not going to keep the, it keeps the carbon dioxide in the champagne? It keeps it carbonated. I'm telling you. What? Yeah, this is a... Okay, a, I'm uh, going to test this uh-huh. one out and I'm going to tell you whether it works or not. Okay. Well, I'm I, telling, I'm here to tell you it does work. You've done it? and But you don't put it. the stopper on? You can't put a champagne cork No, that's in. true. You couldn't put it back in anyway. I, I mean, guess you, you could, could have one of those stopper. plastic stoppers, but that's not going to do anything I figured it. after it was open, that was it. You have no. to just drink it. Okay. I'm, so you just put the spoon, just let it, just the handle in the uh-huh. bottle. Uh-huh. And it works. And then... Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, try. I mean, you know, I wouldn't leave it there for a month, but you know, if the next I don't think it's couple of days, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that works. So, you well, know, so because I stumbled upon this tool when I was looking up um, things for this episode to talk about, and um, I thought, no, 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 one doesn't need that. Okay, well, and I want to try a dehydrator because to dehydrate some fruit wouldn't that be nice? And you don't have to worry because a lot of times when you buy the dried. Fruit, they've added sulfur to it. I think it's sulfur dioxide to, as a preservative mm. uh, to keep it from turning brown. But it's just all these awful preservatives in the dried fruit. And I really uh, oh, have a hard time finding I wish it without I didn't the know preservatives. That. Sorry. Yeah, it's really <laughs> those preservatives. So, There's but if you dried your know. own, oh. I know, I know. Now, some of the, the dark <sighs> ones tend not to have the preservative. So, if it's I do raisins. Like, I do like me some raisins. The raisins usually are fine. It's the lighter colored ones that turn brown. But what if you get organic raisins? But if they're dark, they don't bother with putting the preservative because it's already dark. What's it going to, it's, you know, black is going to turn black. It's already, you know, it's fine. Oh, I see. So they're, so like the dried They do it to keep it. Yes. Yes. Or the. Oh my God. Did you ever make those, um, 
Apple had dolls when you were little? No. Did you? Oh, oh no. I bet people that are listening have done that. I did it for a Girl Scouts thing once. I mean, <laughs> so creepy. So yeah, you would call, you would take an apple and you'd peel it and then you'd I just had this vision of opening I kept opening up the drawer to see if it had, had like transformed itself. Yeah, it's like a shrunken apple head doll. I don't know why this was a girl scout craft. I mean, I guess my leaders who were lovely women, but I guess they ran out of ideas and we did this. Yeah, so you carved, you'd peeled your apple uh, and then you carved like a face in it. And then you were supposed to like put it in a drawer somewhere, which probably totally grossed my mother out that there was like this unpeeled apple in one of her kitchen drawers. And you just See, left and then, it there. And then you and every day it I'd be like, did it happen all over it, yet? Right? Yeah. It was like, did Ew. it change yet? But then eventually Ew. it would just become this like shriven little. It's like a shrunken head. Old lady. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't that want that. That's creepy. No, no, no. I don't know who started that, but that's just Okay, I, if anybody else did that, I cannot be alone. Somebody else was in a Girl Scout troop. I know what you're talking about. I've seen them, but a I camping have, adventure. But not once, not once did I look at one of those and go, I would like one of these in no, my house. No, I don't know what you would do with it. I think we actually put the heads on like uh, we made little dresses for them, and I think we put the heads on You put on them like on little soda. spears, like little soda yeah, to scare away bottles. The, oh, yeah, made like a little old lady doll out of it. That's creepy. Okay, I'm off. I'm off piece. Let's go back to the kitchen tools. All right. Um, this is maybe not so much a tool, but I use this and we use this every day. If you haven't explored different kinds of salts, it's time. Oh, yeah. You're missing out. Yes. yes. You're missing out. So, I mean, I, you know, obviously that little gal with the umbrella – and everything, that's fine. And that's Morton's and it's fine salt to use. But there is a whole world of salts out there that really can add to your dishes. And well, we do, of course, the pink Himalayan. That's our favorite. Well, because it goes with your house, the pink yes. Himalayan. Yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Maldon is my salt of choice. Oh, that's very- right. I need to try that one. Yeah. It's a, an incredibly large flaked, uh, light salt that are, I don't know, it's like harvested by vestral virgins on the coast of Brittany somewhere in in like their aprons like it I mean you know you go on your website their website you're like wow how could you possibly still be making this like this but apparently they are and it's um this I, I the salt like I've never tasted it before I had taken a cooking class when I first moved to Los Angeles um you know maybe it was uh, 10 15 years ago and this is when I was first introduced to it and I we have not looked back uh, it is fantastic. And I, I mentioned that because we put it in a salt cellar. Now, um, oh, I love all- the salt cellars. They're just fun. Just spoon it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have a cute little spoon or, you know, some people just put their fingers in there, but it's not a cooking salt. It's a finishing salt, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to yes. use that much because it's, it's, you know, it's in a good way, very potent. Um, but yeah, I would definitely explore that uh, or any other type of um, specialty salts because it really can jazz things up a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you get no, to cute, these cute that. salt cellars. You, they, you get them mm-hmm. in Marvel. I sometimes will just find a little um, 
silver something or other at a yard sale and I'll use that for the salt cell. I like to have a cover on mine because, you know, there is dust and whatnot in the air. So mm-hmm. I, I'm actually yeah, using one now that has, it was probably a sugar bowl. And so we use that. Well, right. And I used a little preserve, a crystal preserve bowl at one time too. But but oh, be careful. Don't put a silver spoon in there because it will eat away at the silver. So yeah, you want to use just stainless steel or something in there, a ceramic spoon in with your salt. Uh, but yeah, you can get a lot of antique salt cellars. There's really some pretty ones. Uh, you know what's spe- pretty as a salt cellar spoon is um, tortoise. You know, not I mean, not real tortoise, but you know, it, it, they kind of have that that look to it. Um, it's kind of like a plastic, but it looks really pretty. That's that's oh, nice. that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, speaking of the smoke, I found this on the internet, and I cannot wait to, to get this thing. It's called a Donable smoker, and I think it's Japanese, but it's a little tabletop, or I should say, st- cooktop smoker. So you just put, you know, I mean, here in Texas, I mean, if you're smoking something, you know, it's like a half a side of beef, you know. So we, and if we you're have smoking a hard time. something here in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you people in California it has are different. To do with dinner, but you might be hungry later. <laughs> but we think so big. Not All me, right. but some people here are doing those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to ignore <laughs> you right now. So um, the, you know, we think really big, but the thing I like about this is it's super small, so you could. You know, because you don't, maybe you don't want to have to fire up your Thinking big, big smoking small. Okay. Well, there like, you go. So, I mean, Texas I like the fact that. Tabletop smoker. Well, it, yeah, but it's Japanese, of course. They're think, they okay. think small. And well, you know, it's it sounds like. There. Right, exactly. But it sounds like you could do it in 20 minutes. Whereas if you're smoking, you know, like a big brisket, it's it's like a, you know, 48 hours. But But this, it sounds like you just kind of, you wet, it comes with chips and you wet them. And then put them in the bottom and then you pour some water around the lip of it. And it looks like a ceramic bowl with a, a lid. Oh, wow. Uh, so I'm very excited about trying it. And what's it, it called? I, a Donable, Donable Smoker. A wow. Donable, yeah, Smoker, yeah. Well, yeah, my I'm having friend a hard- has a smoker, mm-hmm. like a, one that you would have outside next to your barbecue or something. And wow, the stuff she produces from that. It's amazing. Yeah, Delicious. we have a we have a smoker outside, but I think we were had something that was dripping, doing too many drippings, and it was kind of a big. I had gone to the grocery store to get something, and I got a phone call that our meal had caught on fire. Oh no! It was like, it was like a, yeah, there's a smoke, fire. there's fire. There was a yeah, it was it was a it was a large fire there. Yeah, oh, fortunately, no. it was away from the house. Yeah, it was contained. We didn't nothing got caught fire, but throw it, it in was, the well, uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was going to be our dinner. It just made me so sad to see that shriveled brisket. Oh, I Um, bet. Yeah. I know. Very sad. So I don't think you'd have that problem with this. You just kind of, you know, it's just like 20 minutes and boom, you're done. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to think about that one. Because I did, the smoker is sort of appealing, but I was thinking that sort of thing had to be outside. Well, right. I think, yeah. Yeah, the big ones with the charcoal in it, for sure, you would want to. Mm -hmm. But this, yeah, is is made for the stovetop. Yeah. Do you have another one? No, I think I'm topped out my tools. Are you? Okay. Well, I have, I think I have one more because I know with Evie, when she's cutting the onions and you know, if you're cutting sweet onions, it's not as big an issue, but the yellow onions can really make you cry. And I think a great thing to get would be the onion goggles. In fact, I think she probably needs a pair. 
Oh, I bet she'd just be thrilled with that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's get her some hourglass mascara, at least to, to uh, yeah, make that gift a little better. She got and plenty she'll look of nice- really good inside those glasses. I'm not giving it to her for her birthday oh, okay, or for okay. Christmas. Okay. It's something, you know, just a now, nice. This is like those food containers you talked about. Now, like 12 people email us like, I just bought those onion glasses and they look fabulous. Well, she's using Thanks, goggles Anita. now. No, she likes. To- oh, stop it. She likes to cook. Oh, no, I'm teasing. I'm saying that people would be appreciative of your advice there. Yeah. And, uh, because when I make fun of you, people are like, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> I know. You do like to make fun, though. I but would that's like to okay. eat. So, she's just so gorgeous. She'd look good in onion glasses. Not everybody could pull that look off. I'm, yeah. I, I think she could. Yeah. I for sure think she could. So, yeah, I think this is good. I mean, you know, I just the whole, I love January, not just because it's our birthday on the 17th That's right. or anything. We, and we both share the birthday, if you caught that. We have the same yeah. birthday. Same day. Which explains a lot. Sort of. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, but I just love the whole, I love the new beginnings of January. And, you know, any, not chocolate checking out all the old stuff, but just sort of like, you know, stuff that's been on your list and cleaning out, you know, I I probably wouldn't buy a new tool unless I went through a couple of those drawers that you're like, do I really need these things? And, you know, I have a lot of like little Christmas toothpicks and things like that, you know, making room for the stuff that I really might use, like this immersion blender and things like that. There's just this clean slate, new beginnings feel to January that I love. And so adding in a new kitchen tool could be great because that might spur you on to trying new recipes. And because, you know, everybody's rotation gets a little tired after a while, I I would venture to say. Mine certainly does. So we hope we gave you some ideas about adding something new to your kitchen uh, arsenal. And that might zip up what you're doing in there too. Yeah, I love January too for a fresh beginning. And I know for a lot of people, it seems like it's kind of depressing because the holiday's over and they've taken down their Christmas decorations and the house feels bare. But I think it's kind of a fresh new look. And if it's kind of feeling sad to you, I think maybe this is the time to just go buy yourself some, go go buy that immersion blender. Go buy those onion goggles for yourself. Oh, and yeah. You just- if you're feeling down, go buy <laughs> onion goggles. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, or some Aeroglass Cosmetics or, you know, something for bespoke. No, no, no. It's not all about buying. It's just about your attitude. I think of, if you know, just whites and citrus and uh, how exciting the next year is going to be and all the possibilities uh, that lay before you. So I think that that's, uh, that's what gets me going this time of year. Yeah, but I like I enjoy the decorations when they're up, but there's something about getting them put away that I really like too. <laughs> Whereas some people don't like that. What are you, what is so funny? No, I, cause I totally agree with you. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But because that's also, that's- I mean, and not to be like the whole blogger thing, but we do, I mean, I, and, and you and I do less than, I mean, I can't imagine some of these ladies, what the stuff they have to take down. I mean, the stuff that they put up and when they start and how long it's there and then they have to take it down. So, you know, anybody that's doing uh, any sort of decorating, you know, it is, you, you put a lot of effort into it and you're enjoying it, but somewhere in the little back of your mind has to be, gosh, I got to take that down too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a that. friend that had a whole room of the Christmas village houses. You know what I'm talking about? I am. 
They mm-hmm. had a whole room for that. And wow. I just don't know. And her poor husband was made to set those out and put them up. I don't think she was involved in that at all. And I think at some point, uh, you know, I think at some point he just said, I I can't do that anymore. It was just so much. Yeah. And then you feel like every year I've got to top it. Every year I've got to buy more. Right. I need a skating rink. Yeah. You know, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. But yeah. So it's, and did we say it's New Year's Eve? (laughs) So, (laughs) woohoo. So, you know, I wasn't just talking about champagne for no good reason. So, (laughs) well, a lot of people probably still have their to everyone. Yeah. And people probably still have their Christmas decor still up. But oh, I usually yeah, take mine do. down before Christmas, before New Year's Eve. I usually do. Yeah, before but, New Year's Eve, you don't. I did. I say that. I meant. Um, <laughs> what did I say? You took you take it down before New Year's Eve. Let's. Can we talk about something else? Yes. Yeah, so do we have a listener right question? Yeah. <laughs> let's have some champagne. Everybody, raise okay. a glass or just a virtual. Raise your hand. Thumbs up. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and happy new year to you. And we are so excited for 2019 and all the fun things we're going to be doing and all the ideas we have coming at you. And we love, love, love uh, the fact that so many of you participate in this community that we've created here by emailing us and calling us and sending us pictures and all that. So please keep doing that. And if you haven't done it already and you feel like you want to, Bring it on, girl. So we want to see it. Uh, and somebody who has done that is Angela Kay. Angela uh, is, she said, somewhat new to decorating tips and tricks. And Hi, Angela. Fun. Yeah. And she's finding the podcast is inspiring and helping her in her decorating. And she is struggling with, she says, finding her style. Um, but I'm, I think it's more like def- Defining her style from the way her email reads. Um, she's taken some quizzes and created a Pinterest board. And she's just kind of seems like, she, Angela, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting it exactly right, but it seems to me like you want to put a name on the look that you're drawn to, which is totally understandable. Everybody, lots of people want to do that. They also want to ask people like, what is your style? Um, yeah. So uh, she sent us the email along with a Pinterest board that she had created um, and asked, what did we think? So uh, Anita and I have both taken a look. So um, Anita and I will ring in on our thoughts. And Angela, that's so sweet that you uh, that you listen when you're hanging out with your little baby. So congratulations on your baby. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but um, congratulations. And um, yeah, we're going to give you our thoughts now. It's a beautiful board that you created. I actually repinned some things <laughs> from it. It was. It was. It's beautiful. I love the kitchens, especially. Yeah. Lots of white kitchens. So just to... Uh, for people that can't see the board, there, there was a, a lot of neutrals in there. Uh, there were a lot of beautiful sofas, a clean, I would call it kind of, it was kind of a clean, classic look. Uh, traditional for the most part, but a little slightly transitional. Um, you know, when you look at them, it's it's very much what's in style right now. Very, very neutral. Um and and I would say maybe uh, leaning toward the clean and minimalistic kind of direction, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I have a name for that. I think you can make one up. I mean, I've certainly done that before. I'm, 
Do you have a name? You've for built it? a whole career online by doing that. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know. Right. Well, um, Angela says that she, when she takes the quizzes and whatnot, you know, which and all those things are very limited. Like they give you a couple of pictures maybe to choose from and you you pick, oh, I like B the most or, you know, and maybe a palette or something like right. that. So it's really hard to define. I just want to say first off, while I think it is a good idea to have a general sense of you know what you like and Angela's going about it in absolutely the right way by poking around on Pinterest and creating her own boards that she can look and curate and, you know, take a look at over and over again and and delete the ones she doesn't like so she could hone it down to, uh, particularly if you're going to start a redecorating project, that's a great way to go. Um, and you'll see over and over again the ones that you're drawn to. It, it's, it curates the universe for you. Um, but I don't think that anybody really needs to have – a label put on what they like because it may cross a lot of different lines because you, like Anita has done, and I, I dare say I think I've done it too, you're going to create your own look. You know, so you don't want to necessarily say, oh, well, I'm farmhouse and so get me some fresh egg signs and get me this or I'm traditional so I have to only use these kinds of colors and so you may want to mix a lot of it. And that's actually what I'm seeing on Angela's board. There are, um, I think A little she's, bit of farmhousey. Yeah, a little bit of modern farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's got a little bit of- um, How about modern neutral farmhouse? Maybe well, with I, a- Yeah, I was thinking modern fresh farmhouse. If you oh, had to- Oh, I like that. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think you- I agree with you, Kelly. You don't have to have a name for it to tell other people, but I think it's good to have a name for it that you can use. It's like, you know, just call it for yourself. So then when you're out looking, you kind of go, yeah, my style is da, da, da. Rather, it's just kind of good to have, I don't know. It's like your kids. You need a name for them. Uh, I guess you're calling them. You're not calling your room, but I mean, it just right. makes, it feels like it feels helpful. I think from just your own brain yeah. to have some sort of name for it that makes sense to you. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and definitely people want to have you give them a name. Like people have asked me so many times, well, what does your look? And I say, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of like farmhouse glam. But even when that comes out of my mouth, I think to myself, well, the glam sounds a little too like – like over the top, you know, blingy. That's not really what I mean. I just yeah. mean like I've got some sparkles going on, but, and, and I definitely have a lot of French elements, but I don't really use that in the term. Um, so but I think it's good to have it defined at least in your, uh, for your own purposes, right. some sort of name, just kind of like to put it in a box. And so to say, when you look at something, does that belong in that box or does yes. it not belong in there? Right. But don't let yourself be put in a box. You know, you can no, branch you out. can Right. I mean, you may just like something and say, it doesn't really belong in the box. I don't care. I'm going to use it anyway. That's fine too. Right. Right. And then you make your own box and it all works together because I am seeing for and Angela's a, a lot of things that I'm drawn to is um, she's got chandeliers in here. So she's definitely got uh, some sparkle going on as well. So I don't think you're 100% a traditionalist. There's, mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing, right. just for Angela's perspective, there's one, it's the second row in your Pinterest board, the, the first image on the left. Like that to me would be like a traditional 
living room. But I don't think that that is reflective of your whole board. I'm seeing, like Anita said, lots of neutrals and creams and grays and uh, clean clean lines and um, very pretty. You, you've mm-hmm. made some very pretty. pretty choices. So I would say if I had to put a name on it, I would give it three words, modern, fresh farmhouse, because there's definitely a farmhouse feel to it. It's... Um, don't you think? Even some of the cabinetry that mm-hmm. she's chosen and whatnot. Oh, yeah, sure. I think that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, so, it's lovely. Yes. I hope that helped, um, Angela. And if you wanted to ask any follow-up questions, yeah, we're here for you. That'd be great. And anybody else, you know, bring it on. Email us. Let us know. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were listening to us, it's a, it's New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. I hope you have a wonderful evening and um, all the very best for 2019. It's very exciting for everyone to have a new a year on the horizon, a new calendar spread before us. So uh, remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. So until next time.